0: The reading's from uh, Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 18 to chapter 16, verse 15. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. All this I have told you, so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I've told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you about this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you asked me, He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. This is the word of the Lord.
1: good morning everybody it is lovely that we can all be together in the freedom that we have so we're going to be looking at the works of the holy spirit um this morning so shall we just pray before i start heavenly father we thank you for the glorious truth of your son jesus christ and all he did for us on the cross, that he is now reigning in heaven. So, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would come. Help us, Lord, to, be, to um, guide us into your truth. Lord, to convict us of your truth. And Lord, to be able to share that truth with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we've been through quite a lot in the past two years, haven't we? Amazing uh, life-changing and world-changing events. But I wonder, uh, do we feel like questioning or even uh, giving up on our faith? Maybe it's just too confusing. Or maybe it's not what we expected. And maybe we're struggling to make sense of things. Or maybe we know people like that uh, who want to move on because God doesn't really make sense to them anymore. Well, We're looking in this passage um, that Jesus is with disciples and actually they're celebrating the feast of Passover together. But Jesus has a lot to tell them. And now there is this real change in atmosphere and Jesus getting really serious and actually very alarming in uh, what, how he's talking about the future. And in verse four, it tells us that Jesus hadn't really told them. Um everything the truth at the beginning because they'd had to get to know him and to befriend him and to love him and feel their love his love for for them because Jesus had opened their eyes to these amazing new experiences and his power and his provision and he was the one who'd healed the sick and walked on the water and preached with this amazing authority and there had been opposition to Jesus, but it was really directed to him. And so, okay, he was quite difficult to understand at times, but you know, they really felt safe with him. But then in verse 6, we're told that they were filled with grief because Jesus warns them that he's going away And and typically self-centered as they are, as we are. They were really more concerned about not being with Jesus not being there for them then really understanding where he was going because it was really shocking news and that the road ahead was about to get brutally hard and that he wouldn't be there with him with them to steer them through And often it's easier to trust God when everything is going well because we feel blessed and life is good and we can feel safe and in control. Because the disciples hadn't really understood his warnings about the fact he was going to die at the hands of the Jews and the Romans. And now Jesus tells them that they are going to suffer brutal opposition even from the religious authorities. So they needed to keep on believing him and not fall away. And we have no idea what's around the corner. So our lives might suddenly start falling apart. And does that mean that Jesus has abandoned us? With the help of the Holy Spirit, we need to keep on believing in Jesus and not fall away. And that can be really hard and ongoing and can take quite a lot of time to process. So, by way of comfort and encouragement, Jesus explains to them the work of the Holy Spirit. So, Jesus needs to go in order to send the Holy Spirit Jesus' absence will actually be an advantage for the disciples and us, because then the Holy Spirit can be with every believer anywhere and all the time. So just got a diagram just to help explain that and what God really is doing in history. So the Trinity is eternal and living in perfect community with one another. But they want us to be reunited with them in paradise again. So just very simply, the Old Testament is mainly about the era of the Father. So then God sends Jesus to earth who carries out his rescue plan for humanity by dying in our place. And then the resurrected Jesus then ascends to be glorified in his Father's presence. And this is described in Philippians 2. The Holy Spirit is sent by the Father and the Son to be a spiritual presence in the world and in the heart of every believer. But the Holy Spirit has to wait for Jesus to return to heaven to rule and intercede for us. And only then can he guide the disciples into all the truth, about Jesus as Lord. And as the resurrected Jesus cannot die, and there's no point in him staying around on earth, or we would say, oh yes, I follow Jesus, and he's living somewhere in Botswana at the moment, I think. No, he is the King of kings and Lord of lords, so his rightful place is ruling in heaven. So Jesus brings his humanity to heaven and the spirit brings heaven back to humanity. And what a gift of grace that is. So there's a, it was Ascension Day on Thursday, so here's a picture of uh, the Ascension. So this is the glory of Jesus ascending, which is, a, I love all that psychedelic color um, but according to John 16:14, the work of the Holy Spirit is to give glory to Jesus. Rather like being a, um, a light, a nightlight that lights up a building, just focusing on Jesus and giving the glory to him. And glory can have various meanings, but it can describe the splendor and the holiness and the majesty of God and his importance, his greatness, his power, and how worthy he is. Jesus is worthy of all praise. So how does the Holy Spirit glorify Jesus? Well, in this passage, first of all, he is the spirit of truth. The spirit's going to come to guide the disciples into all the truth and remind them about what Jesus has said. So this helps us to be confident about those who wrote the New Testament, that in that all scripture is God breathed through the Holy Spirit. And that is is such a help. They say that when you talk to your medical consultant, you only remember about 30% of what they said. But there is perfect unity of truth from the Father and the obedience of the Son and then the spirit passes on what he has received. And secondly, the spirit, he will convict the world as advocate of the truth of Jesus regarding sin and righteousness and judgment. So the biggest decision anyone can make in their life is what we think about Jesus. And this is the only sin that's really important because sin puts self at the center of our lives. And we refuse then to yield to Jesus. And it is only the Holy Spirit working in our hearts and the hearts of others that convicts us of our need for Christ. So the Holy Spirit convicts us about righteousness. But Jesus is the only one who's led a perfect life and is totally righteous and worthy of heaven. Because the bar is 100%. Because people might think that righteousness is really respectability, you know, being a decent sort. And we probably all know people who are kinder or more generous or more concerned with justice than we are, but it's only Jesus who is righteous enough in God's sight. And then there's the conviction of judgment that, that leads on from that because the Jews judged Jesus to be worthy of death and they had him crucified. But actually it was Satan who was judged on the cross because Satan has no hold on Jesus because he was totally righteous. He is judged by the obedience of Jesus. And Satan will finally be driven out at the last judgment, which will be a time of great joy, because isn't he wreaking havoc in our world at the moment? And thirdly, the Holy Spirit will convict people by testifying about Jesus but they also the disciples must testify as eyewitnesses of Jesus, as they did with great boldness when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. We'll be looking at that next week. So the Holy Spirit partners with us and sometimes works despite us in the hearts of people. I remember going to Christian talk, which I thought was so dull and boring, and, and then people became Christians through it. I mean, I thought they were getting up to leave, but they were going up for prayer. So forgive my unbelief. But of course, for other people, it is a, a painfully slow process. But as Christians, our aim is not to live the best life to our satisfaction, but is actually to be faithful to our witness, which might mean sharing that that hardship and humiliation of Jesus by believing God's truth in a world that is dominated by a lie, mockery or violence or just indifference. Remember that they hated Jesus first. But if our faith is important to us, why don't we tell our friends about what Jesus means to us? is that fear of rejection. But Jesus came to save and not to condemn. And when we meet Jesus, God, do you think he might ask us, so where are your friends? Didn't you tell them about me? I find that, that very challenging. We'll, deal, we'll talk about that a bit later. But fourthly, sorry, there's four, Um, The Holy Spirit, his presence is, is there to help us, even when we do face opposition or persecution. So we're not going to be standing on our own. The Holy Spirit helps us to stand strong and keep believing in difficult times because Jesus has suffered that rejection too. So in this passage, Jesus warns his disciples about the cost of following him. So forewarned is forearmed, as they say. And we might think that maybe Western evangelism is a bit bit shallow and self-centered, a bit consumerist. I mean, it promises so much, demands so little. So a bit of repentance, but then this, this victorious life of love and joy, which is all true but do we expect or do we mention the sacrifice, maybe the self-denial, the holy lifestyle and persecution for Christ? So Bishop Andrew uh, talked about this when he was the Bishop of Baghdad uh, when Iraq was going through terrible uh, times and Christians from a Muslim background came forward for baptism in Baghdad so they knew they were surrendering everything to follow Jesus even with their very lives but they were so convinced of the truth of Jesus and his dying in their place and setting them free and they knew they knew the world would hate them and some were killed shortly after others were kicked out of their homes by their family lost their jobs, and they suffered harassment for their faith. But the Holy Spirit was present to help them keep their faith alive. And according to Open Doors today, about over 360 million Christians suffer persecution and discrimination because of their faith. So either Islamic extremism um, or digital um, persecution in China, and, and For Christian women, Christian women have a really hard time um, with forced marriages and uh, violence. It's very hard um, to be a Christian. But, um, oh, we've got a photo of this lovely man, Bishop Shimon Daniel. He's in Iraq now, and uh, as the, he's such a jolly man, and he's very young. He's the future of the church. Um, But now that persecution in Iraq has eased, Bishop Shimon Daniel would say to us, wake up to the mission of Jesus. Don't compromise your faith with your culture. Live by the spirit to honor Jesus. And despite the hardships which they expect, you just keep on believing and see God working in that place. And he said, think about becoming centers of hope to care for people's needs and see what difference Jesus makes in the neighborhood, despite the opposition. So John Powell, John, where are you? Great, you're gonna be commissioned as a street pastor. And that is what you are going to be doing, being the difference that Jesus can make in the neighborhood, surrounded by prayer and living the mission of Jesus by caring for others. And I hope that you will be able to speak the truth of Jesus into people's hearts when they ask you why you are a street pastor. And I pray that we'll all be able to tell our story of Jesus to those around us with the guidance and the power of the Holy Spirit. However, there is a cha- So there is such a challenge, isn't there? 2 Timothy 3.12 says that, Everyone who desires to live a godly life will be persecuted. To be loved by the world will take compromise. And if we are loved by the world, do they know who we really are and what knowing Christ means? If you're a people pleaser like I am, it's really hard. I don't want to say anything that would offend or invite criticism. Because really, I want to be loved by God and by the world. But actually, that makes us into rather grey people, rather than the colourful people that God made us to be. And if we try too hard to be liked, then we're not really equipped to know how to deal and respond when opposition inevitably comes. So if the world is in the wrong about Jesus, let us work on being authentic God-pleasers rather than people-pleasers. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit who lives in our hearts and is a constant presence to guide us into God's truth, to honor Jesus as the key to our redemption and to help us to witness to others. God has given us so many benefits to focus on because he loves us he doesn't leave us on our own he just he pours his love out to us through the Holy Spirit so we don't need to give up on God when things go wrong we can expect things to go wrong and know that God works with us through them we can keep on trusting and depending on him even through those hard times so are we going to get seek God's people's approval or are we ready to be God-pleasers, whatever the cost? So let us pray. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you that you'd never leave us alone. We thank you for the gift of your spirit to warm our hearts with your truth your saving power, and your love for us. And help us to be fully committed to pleasing you rather than people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.